At our, at our prayer meeting the other night, one of the things that, that we kind of talked about afterwards was, uh, and, and even uh, Brother Jerry Spratt said, he said, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing the testimonies from our prayer meeting. What that means is when God begins to do stuff in our midst, we need to make sure people hear about the goodness of God. You know, it, it's good that we hear it in here, but it's also important that we, we, we shout it from the rooftop. Man, you, you, you should hear what God did to, for so-and-so in our church. Man, we've been praying for them and they got healed or, 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 or God strengthened their marriage or God, God did this and God did that because that's the God we serve. You know, read, read, read the scripture. You know, the, the people couldn't wait to tell about the goodness of God. Um, this morning, the title of my message is No Prayer, No Power. No Prayer, no power. You see, we've, we've, we talk about prayer and, and we, we think about prayer and you hear it from the pulpit a lot about prayer. And, and you see, God, God still has to get the pastor to say yes on a lot of things. And I think sometimes he really just wishes he could take a big stick and, because, and hit me upside the head. Because, you know, God has been dealing with me about having a, a prayer day. And you know what that means? That means people have to sign up to say, hey, I'll be there from 6 to 7 or 6 to 6.30. And all those slots that don't get filled in, guess who gets to come and pray in that time? It's the pastor, right? And so, so but this morning God was dealing with me about it again. So I, I'm going to set up a day, and it's probably going to be a Saturday, and it's going to be 12 hours of prayer. And what I want is I want somebody to sign up for every slot, which... It'd be great if you'd sign up for an hour, but we're going to set them up in half-hour increments. And I want somebody here at the church praying for 12 hours solid. And it'd be great if you would fast and pray. But I, I, and we'll fill out, when I get it set up, we'll fill out the slots. And I, I'll just tell you, any slots that aren't filled, I'll fill them. I want, because I believe God wants there to be, I, I believe, and I believe, I think eventually we're going to stretch it to 24 hours. I've been involved in those before. 24 hours, somebody at the church, 24 hours praying all night long and all day long. We're going to start with 12. Maybe God will stretch me later. <laughs> I'll set it up. I'm just going to ask that you be praying about it, thinking about it, saying, God, you know, how much time can I give? And I'll fill how many ever slots I need to fill. So, but anyway, Philippians, if you got your Bibles, let's hold them up. We're going to be in Philippians <coughs> to start with this morning. This is God's Word for me today. We're going to be in Philippians chapter 1. Um, another thing with prayer comes breakthrough. And, and we had a brother praying over our church Thursday night, and he was praying for breakthrough for our church. Breakthrough for the people of our church. So that's what so odd was one of the awesome things about the prayer meeting. So much of it was focused on us, on Warsaw. <laughs> and we're going to get the opportunity to return that to another church next month. But he prayed for breakthrough for the people of this church. And I, and I believe God is going to do it as we get a hold of him, as we, as we be, be, are obedient to what he wants us to do. So we're in Philippians chapter 1, verses 18 through 26. He says, What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice. 
For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. And it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but with what full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body. Now listen to this, whether by life or death. So Paul says here, doesn't matter if I live or die, I want to bring honor and glory to Christ through it. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, <coughs> that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Let's pray. Lord, this morning I thank you for your blessings. I thank you, God, for this church. I thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit that is alive. God, I just ask this morning that you would help us to get a glimpse of the power that we hold in our hands, in our hearts, in our spirits, as we come to you in prayer. And we thank you for it this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So, this morning, if you were to take, I write out bills, you know, and church bills, and I write the checks, and we get them signed, and, and I put them in an envelope, and put the thing in there, and I lick it and seal it shut, put the church stamp on it. Now, what would happen if I come up and say, okay, Mr. Mailman, go mail this without a stamp? No. What about if I go to the ATM machine <coughs> and I need some cash and I stick in my card and it says, press your ID number. And you don't know your ID number. How many $20 bills is that going to spit out? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully none. Or if you go to the grocery store and you fill your basket up and you get up to the front and you say, well, i got a basket full of groceries here, but I don't have any money. How many groceries are you going to go home with? None. And, and so this morning also the thing we need to understand is there are a lot of things that won't take place without prayer. Breakthrough is not going to take place without prayer. Our lives are never going to be what God has called us to be without prayer. This church will never accomplish anything. I don't care how, how charismatic of a pastor you put in this pulpit. I don't care how much money you throw at it. It's not going to be accomplish anything without prayer. See, the Bible teaches us that unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. I've got a sermon circled around in my mind that's got about 20 different titles but it all has to do with Christ being the master builder. You see, without prayer, how are we going to know the direction God wants us to go? Without prayer, how are we going to get a glimpse of what God has in store for us? Without prayer, we're going to be weak and pathetic 
Christian. You see, Paul here says that he rejoices because Christ is being proclaimed. And that through the prayers of the brethren, through the prayers of the church, he has strength and, and, and the Holy Spirit strengthens him. And it's going to turn out for his deliverance. It's going to, it's going to bring him to the place of deliverance. And so we need to understand that it's not by accident. It's not by, by any other means that great things are accomplished for God by prayer. You see, the most important thing, prayer must change if, we need, if we're going to continue to rejoice in the Lord is me. You see, too many times we pray that God will change. God, if you would change. Now, I'm not saying God doesn't want to change those things. Don't get me wrong. But I think, first of all, and like the song we sung and like what the Holy Spirit was leading today, I surrender all. Change me. Do a work in me. Because if we're not willing to let God do a work in us, how can we expect Him to do something in anybody else? Prayer will open up that avenue where, where we surrender. You know, I, I just love the way the Spirit moved this morning and has brought people to the altar and just surrender to Him. Because I want, I want what you want. I want what you want, Lord, so I'm willing to surrender myself to you in prayer. Prayer must change. Now, now this, you know, Debbie talking this morning about how what she was talking about was talking to her. Prayer must change my no into yes. You see, as we go to the Lord in prayer, and we sometimes go, well, okay, I sometimes go in to prayer with a preconceived idea of just exactly what I'm going to do. But what if God has a different idea? Am I willing to say, oh, that's a good idea, God, let's do it your way. Or I'm, am I going to say, oh, that's a good idea, God, we'll try that next time. Maybe. I've already made up my mind this time. And let's, I'll just be honest, sometimes I think that's the way I go into it. But when we really get to that place in prayer, we go in willing to say, God, change my no into yes, or change my yes into no, even. Change me to thinking the way that I ought to be thinking about this so that I can bring honor and glory to you. We just need to realize that prayer begins to allow the God to do what He wants to do in our lives. James chapter 4, <coughs> verse 2 says this, you desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Matthew 7, 7 through 10, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks it will be opened. Or which of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, in, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask Him? 
You see, as, as I think about my life and, and, and I think about my desires, I need to ask the Lord. But I need to ask according to His plan and His purpose. I need to ask Him not with the idea so much as, God, i got to have this. But God, I need You. I need You to lead me. I need You to direct me. I, I need You in my life. I want more of You. I, I, want, I, want to, I want to have more joy. You see, one of the things that the enemy will do to us to defeat us is to steal our joy. And you go through life with no joy and then nothing else seems to go right and, and then all of a sudden we're, we're just trying to find something to fulfill that. As we get along with Him in prayer, he can, he, can, he can begin to pour that joy back into our life. We need courage for our everyday life, don't we? We get up in the morning and maybe we know we're going to face a tough day. We need courage. We need strength from the Lord. We need to find a place with Him. Say, Lord, I need You. We get sometimes get we get busy in our schedules, and, and I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying we, because I know I'm one of And we get so busy, and, and we forget to ask God. And we get into a spot, and we're thinking, man, this is horrible. And then you begin to think about, oh, maybe I didn't go into this day with the right process. Maybe I didn't start out with prayer and even asking God to be with me today, and how can I expect Him to just show up? at random times when I haven't invited him sometimes to be there. Acts chapter 4, verse 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. Now listen, here's the good part. And they recognized that they had been with Jesus. Now come on. You want something to change in your life? You want to have a new outlook? You want to have a new attitude? You want to have a new power? Spend some time with Jesus. You won't come out the same if you truly spend some time with Jesus. You know, Peter and John, we don't know. We know they, they were fishermen. We know that they were probably pretty rough-cut guys. And the people around them knew the same thing. They said, these guys aren't smart. They don't dress nice. They don't wear ties to church. They don't have it all together. They have no formal training. But wow! Look at what they can do. Look at the power they have. And the only thing they could attest that to was Jesus. I'm not saying you don't need training. I'm not saying you don't need education. I'm not saying you, saying you don't need to read books to help you. I'm not saying that you don't need to talk to people. I'm not saying any of that's bad. But I'm saying none of it has value unless you're willing to get along with Jesus first. Unless you're willing to put Jesus front and center, and then all those things can be a help and a benefit. But the most important thing, the most important link in the chain, you know, they say that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link. 
The, the strongest link in that chain is Jesus. And if we build everything around Him, if we depend on that link, and say, well, I know that link won't break, then everything else is going to begin to work. And we do that as we spend time with Him in prayer. We do that as we, we live our lives. It talks in the Scripture, it says, pray continually. <laughs> okay? In the literal sense, we would say that's impossible, and it is. But in the spiritual sense, we can, uh, we can live our lives in an attitude of prayer because we have relationship with Jesus. And we know that even if we're in a spot and we can't stop right at that moment and pray that He is with us because we have that relationship with Him. We spend the time with Him when we can and when we do, and it keeps us strong for the moments when we don't physically, we aren't physically praying, but we know He's with us anyway because we have that relationship. We have spent that time with Him, and we know. And without doing that, you, ha you don't have that assurance. You don't have that peace. You don't have that strength. Courage is found. These men were courageous. They, they were not afraid of what the people were going to do to them. They weren't afraid of getting beaten. They weren't afraid of getting stoned. They were, why weren't they afraid? Why did they have the courage to face all that? Because they had been with Jesus. I think, wow, how weak and pathetic I can really be when I start when I start rationalizing my life and rationalizing the things I'm afraid of and rationalizing why I won't do this and why I don't do that, well, what if somebody says this and what if somebody does that? I'm telling you, when we really get with Jesus, He'll begin to help us in those areas. I'm not saying I'm, you know, it, it's, it's a process, okay? It's a process. It's a journey. It's something that we're on, and yeah, we're going to sometimes be up and sometimes we're going to be down, yeah. But remember, there's a destination. As we spend time with Jesus, that destination is going to be great. He has a plan for you, and He has a plan for me, and it isn't just to do this for forever. It's to end up in that destination where we say, oh, this is, this is what you were talking about, God. This is what you were talking about. We have a lot of decisions in life that we have to make, and we need Him. We go through a lot of things in life. We need His strength. You see, we make a lot of choices on a daily basis. And we've talked about this before. You, don't, you know, your choices you make, whether you go to Burger King or, or McDonald's, they're both bad, so, you know... Those choices, I don't know that you have to say, God, should I go to Burger King or should I go to McDonald's? Which is, a, you know, whatever. But we definitely face a lot of choices in life. We just, we need His strength. We need His wisdom. We need His direction. And if we're not spending time with Him, how can we be sure that He's going to be able to give that to us? How can we know that when that moment of decision comes, without prayer, it ain't going to happen? Without prayer, how can we really have faith? Another thing that God is, and as I was looking, you know, preparing for, for today, and one of the things that God was dealing with me about is, is faith, prayer, and worry. When I pray, I need to have faith, and that will help me get rid of worry. And yet I still hold on to that worry sometimes like it's a friend. 
Has worry ever really been a friend to anybody? And yet sometimes, if, if you're like me and maybe you're not, sometimes you pray and you hold on to that worry. And God says, you know, I don't really go together. Two of these things, these things don't go together, you know. And yet, if I'm not careful, I find myself praying and worrying. Praying and worrying. Well, that's saying, well, I guess God isn't who He says He is. And I'd venture to tell you you're wasting your time praying if you're just going to pray about it and worry about it. Not to say you're not concerned about situations. I'm not saying that in the least. Not to say you're not doing everything you can in those situations. But just that Lord said, you know, when you come to me in prayer, have faith what you're asking is going to be accomplished. Do what you need to do. God will give us the, here's what you need to do and your steps to what you need to do. But trust that as you do those things, I am going to meet with you every step of the way. And I am going to bring victory in your circumstance and in your life and in your home. A lot of times as we pray for others, it strengthens us as well. I love that we pray for one another around here. I love that when people come forward, people come around them and pray with them. Why? That's that's the that's brothers and sisters just lifting each other up, strengthening each other, saying, "Hey, man, I am I'm with you on this." I believe this is a family. I believe that the people of of my church are my family. Now, some of you literally are. <laughs> But I can't change that, you little rascals. But I want to go, and I want to go beyond that and tell you, if you're, if, if you're not, whether or not you're blood related to me, you're my family. And God has, God has set me here to pray for you. And He set me here to be a part of your life to be a part of your ups and your downs, to be a part of your hurts and your fears. And I don't, I don't take that lightly. I'm not perfect at it. And I don't respond to it the way I should many times. But know that I love you as if you are my family. And I believe as we get a hold of this, as we realize the power that we have as we pray for one another and strengthen one another, and get close to Jesus through that, we will see the breakthrough that we need. We will see the breakthrough in our families. We will see the breakthrough in our town. We will see the breakthrough in our school. And we just get with Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about anything else that takes place here. It's about getting with Jesus and being obedient to Him, and letting Him lead us where He wants us to go. When we do that, I believe we will begin to hear the testimonies of the power of God being unleashed in our lives. The power of God being unleashed in our home. And that's our heart's desire. To see souls saved, lives changed. Charles Spurgeon was asked the secret to his, his success. Charles Spurgeon was a great pastor, preacher of old. 
He said, my people pray for me. My people pray for me. That, and, and I was thinking this, I can't remember if it was this morning, why am I here? Because there was a group of people at Warsaw Assembly of God that were praying for a pastor, and at the time they didn't know it was me. They just began to pray for the man of God that would lead this church. I didn't know it was going to be me. I said no when they first approached me. Kay Lee, I told her no so many times. Every week when I came to fill in, I told her no, Kay, that's not me. Kay Lee, <laughs> Kay Lee just kept praying. And she wasn't the only one. I told not Todd no too, yeah, when he asked me. I kept saying no, and they kept praying for the man of God, and finally my no became yes because of prayer. Come on. My no became yes because of prayer. You're running up against a brick wall, and you're hearing no, no, no. Pray, pray, pray. I don't want to hear that, Dad. I'm not going to do that, Mom. I'm not going to live that way. Pray. 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 Bow your heads if you would this morning. Lord, I thank you that you are faithful. I thank you, God, that you're a faithful God and you hear our prayers. You answer our prayers. You come alongside us. I thank you, Lord, that you're a forgiving God that forgives us when we fall and when we fail. God, this morning, I, I just want it to be said of us. Well, one thing we know, they've been with Jesus. I don't want to be known as a church that has a great this or a great that or the most wonderful this or that, but I want to be known as a people that have been with Jesus. And God, whatever that takes for us this morning, I, I ask that you would help us to see what we need to do to be that people. Help us to see, Lord, what we need to do for people to recognize that in our lives that we have been with Jesus. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed this morning, I wonder how many would say this morning the Lord has been dealing with you about your prayer time. You just raise your hand. I just want to, I'm not condemning anybody. I just, I just realize the Lord is speaking. Thank you for those hands. Yes, I see those. And I want to encourage you this morning in this. God has heard your thoughts. He has heard your prayers today. He, those who have been asking, God, help me in my prayer time. Help me to have a better prayer life. He says, you've asked. And now be ready to step out against that giant. Come running to the face that giant and say, I will defeat that giant in the name of Jesus. I will develop a prayer life that will show that I have been with Jesus. If you're here this morning, you would say, Pastor, I, I just, I don't know Jesus as my Savior. I just need to give my life to Him. I know we're a small crowd this morning, but if that's you, if you're here this morning, the Lord is really tugging at your heart. I want to give you that opportunity to meet Him. Would there be one this morning that would say, Pastor, that's me. I just have never made that 
final confession to him. Lord, this morning I thank you for those who who raised their hand and, and realized and recognized you have been dealing with them about their prayer time. And God, this morning the confirmation from you is, yes, I've heard and I am here and we are going to do this thing. We are going to make you people of prayer. We are going to make you people of power. And Lord, this morning I thank you for their willingness to, to even just raise their hand in, in submission to you and recognition to what you want to do in their lives. And God, this morning together as a family, we want to be with you. We want people to recognize a church that has been with Jesus. And Lord, that souls will come to know you. The, the sick will be healed. The, the, the bound will be set free because we have truly been with you. And we can say, there's power in prayer. Lord, we thank you for that. I pray you would go with us today as we leave this place. Go with us, Lord. Strengthen us day by day by day. We thank you for it. Bless you. You're dismissed.